Hey, what's going on, y'all? Big Sarge here. Glad that you all could tune in. Uh, let me tell you all this right off the rip. Right off the jump, I'm going to tell you this. Make sure you go follow me at Big Sarge Sports with a Z on Twitter and Instagram. I bet y'all thought I was about to say, hey, I'm about to give y'all some money or something. Yeah, nah, not now. Maybe that's just, that'll be later. Maybe that'll be later. Maybe I'll do that for <laughs> Valentine's Day. I don't know. Maybe I'll find 10 people that I'll give away something to. Ladies only, though. Single moms. You know what? I'm going to think this thing out. Once again, you're tuning <laughs> to the Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast. I'm your host, Big Sarge. And I have a special guest with me right here at the Toyota Center. Uh, could you introduce yourself, please? Hey, guys. I'm Andrea Gregg. Um, so I'm the on-camera correspondent for Playmakers. Follow me on Instagram at DreGreg, D-R-E-G-R-E-G-G. And you're a dog mom. Definitely a dog mom of two. Adopt, don't shop. You adopted both of them? Both of them. Wow. From the, like I adopted them from the animal shelter. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Uh, you know what? I'll, and I always see that hashtag, adopt, don't shop. Mm-hmm. Cause, well, I will say this, dogs are very expensive. Very. Yeah, we. I remember when my wife was living, we paid like five fifty for a Yorkie. Yep. And I was like, <laughs> are you serious right now? Yes. But Ad- she wanted it, so. Exactly. Adopt, don't shop, though. When you go into the animal shelter, if you've mm-hmm. ever been in one, yes. so many dogs that need homes. And wow. people are out here breeding and selling. So I'd much rather give one to a dog that needs it. Now, now how much did you, how much were you in love with your dog <laughs> when you broke your foot. Oh, uh, still in love with her. She's still my baby. <laughs> um, but there is a little a little hate there. <laughs> yeah, because I mean you're still in the boot right now, Definitely right? Definitely still in the boot. Two more weeks. It's been two months. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know you're ready to come out of it. Definitely ready to come out. But I still love her. She's still my baby. Yeah, one of your calves is going to be bigger than the other. You know that, that right? That's what I heard. One of the other guys told me that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. Well, on tonight, we saw a very exciting game between the Houston Rockets and the Utah Jazz that came down to. We seen Ooh. two great shots. Yes, back to, to end back. the game. Yes. Right? It was amazing. I had never seen the Toyota Center that energetic i've never seen the houston i mean i know houston fans love the rockets Mm -hmm. but tonight was unmatched very and i and and so when i seen them moving the ball around um at the for the last shot for pj Mm. right because james didn't take the shot russ didn't take the shot pj ended up taking the shot which was really good because a lot of times some people won't take that shot a lot of players won't take that shot yes most of the time they'll pass it out but pj was in his spot exactly so, it was a lot of pressure for him to take that shot for sure mm-hmm. um as i was watching it i felt like it was almost redemption yes because they got those free throws off of a foul of pj yes so i feel like he needed that shot to redeem himself from almost losing the game on the defensive end so before we talk about the great shot hit by Janovic mm. by Bayanovic at the end of the game what was uh, what was your overall feel for the game you know leading up to that point um so the one word that comes to mind is definitely fearless mm-hmm. um Russell Westbrook as you've seen he's a fearless competitor um despite his height difference between him and a lot of great players mm-hmm. um he's fearless to drive to the basket game in game out no matter what he's gonna drive to the basket he's not gonna have any fear today the only difference i saw <clears throat> excuse me um i felt like he was kind of passing that fearless on to other people i saw james uh drive more than usual 
Um, he hits a mid-ranges as well. Exactly, yeah. yes. And like you said, the there's a point in like your basketball career where there's a shot and it's like, oh my God, this is a lot of pressure yes. and you don't take it. I feel like he's given that confidence to a lot of younger players like D House. Talking about Westbrook yes. has exuded that. Exactly, yes. yes. To D House, Ben McElmore to hit clutch shots. And yeah, I thought it was a really good game. I really thought we were gonna win. Now the last time, uh, the last time you and I were here, Clint Capella was still a part of this team. Mm, yes. And now he isn't. And so tonight we got a chance to finally see in person because we watched Robert, Robert Covington play on the road against right. the Lakers and against the Suns, but we actually got a chance to see him in person here. What was uh, what what type of feeling did you get from what you seen him uh, on the court and in person? Um, I think he's, like I said in my post game, I think he's really came into Houston and hit the ground running. Um, like I think it was James said before, um, he's been here, so he's already kind of acclimated to the way that Mike D'Antoni coaches, to the players. Um, I feel like he did have some moments where it's like, oh, like, what is he doing? Um, but he definitely stepped up in times that we needed him. And I think he's confident on the team already. Seeing this, uh, seeing this small ball being played with Covington tonight, because the last time, like I said, last time we were here, we watched small ball, but that was because Clint was out with an injury. Yes. And now he's no longer with the Houston Rockets. You know, he got traded to the Atlanta Hawks. But now this is their identity. Now this is yes. the Rockets moving forward. And so on tonight, I did not. I want to be honest with you. This game and the game on Tuesday against the Boston Celtics is the two games that I really wanted to see if the small ball was going to work because of Rudy Gobert in the middle mm -hmm. for the Utah Jazz. And when, when the Boston, Boston Celtics come in here, they are a team that, that are identical to what the Rockets do. Exactly. They can run with the Rockets. They can shoot with the Rockets. They play defense like the Rockets. And so it's almost like an East Coast uh, East Eastern Conference version of themselves. Definitely. And so, yeah. So I'm. You. Uh, I really wanted to. You know, look at these two games. And tonight, I want to say this. I think that the Rockets played very, very well. I think that what changed the game was when James Harden picked up his fifth foul. Definitely. And even though he said that nothing really changed on the defensive end, you know, they tried to go at him a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, tried to. But he said, I still played my game. My aggressive game, aggressiveness. I mean, I'm sorry. I still play with aggressiveness, but you've also seen him, you know, have to back up a lot, exactly. right? And so, did you think that the complexity of the game changed when he picked up the fifth foul? Um, like you said, he denies it, but I mm -hmm. definitely saw a slight change. I mean, how can you not? You have five fouls. Um, not only was he not taking shots, he probably would have with one or two fouls. Mm -hmm. um, he was passing the ball a lot. Um, and I guess not in in a sense that it wasn't him changing; it was the team. They had to pick up the rest of the slack. Yeah. So in that sense, I think it like the complexity of the game did change after he got his fifth foul, without a doubt. So we know that the Rockets are going to lose the rebounding battles a lot this year. A lot. You know, going forward <laughs> now that you know, like we said earlier, they're into this small ball mentality. So they lost the, they lost the rebounding edge tonight by twelve. They got out rebounded by twelve uh, by twelve. Yes, forty eight to thirty six. My issue and my problem that I have isn't with them getting out rebounded. It's the second chance points. Yes. And yes. Tonight, I Utah think had 16 <laughs> and, the, and the Rockets had two. Yes. I think that's everybody's problem with the Rockets right now. You can see it 
plain sight. Nobody stays for any offensive rebounds mm-hmm. uh, where there could be chances, like you say, for second points. Um, I feel like, in a sense, they depending on Capella for that. And mm-hmm. so now they're just going to have to pick up that slack with whoever they can. Also, one of the problems that I have with the small ball is I, I noticed it on Friday against Phoenix, and I said, well, that's because they just played a very hard game against the Lakers mm-hmm. the night before. But I started noticing that they, they were allowing a lot of layups. They are allowing a lot of layups. And on tonight, we watched a player come off the bench and score 30 points, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so here's, here's my thing. <laughs> Let me tell you this right now. If you would have asked me, asked me last week, hey, who does Jordan Clarkson play for? I'd have been like, <laughs> the Cavs, right? He still plays with the Cavs. I would have said that. And then you would have probably told me, no, no. he plays with Utah. I, I'm going to be honest. I didn't even know he, was, he played on Utah until tonight. I was like, is that Jordan Clarkson? And yeah. then they allowed him to come off the bench and score 30 points. They did, yeah. Jordan Clarkson has been a key factor for the successes of Utah Jazz recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they went on a winning streak as soon as they picked him up. Mm-hmm. So he's definitely been a winning factor for the Utah Jazz, and we saw it in plain sight today. <laughs> you ju- So what you just proved is that women are smarter than men. Because you knew that Jordan Clarkson played for Utah, and I didn't. And I'm saying to myself, wow, I did not know. Yeah, um, obviously not smarter, but... <laughs> now, um, I, I know that the Rockets have, you know, we, we, we discussed earlier, I know the Rockets have been beaten on the boards. Mm-hmm. They've been beaten in the second chance points. But when it comes to steals, the Rockets had 10 steals tonight. And they're averaging, over the last five games, they are averaging 10.6 steals a game mm-hmm. and even though okay side note <laughs> you see how pj shut me down on my question that i asked him about the steals i did i did <laughs> my, i was gonna ask you about that afterwards <laughs> like, pj just totally shut me down yeah definitely saw that <laughs> <laughs> but um I, I if there's a plus in this small ball it's that i like that the rockets speed people up on the defensive end Definitely. When they're when they're playing defense, they make you almost have to, you know, it's almost like it you have to pick it up another level. You have to against the Rockets. Yeah. Because they're they're switching a lot. They're small and they're quick and that's how they're getting all those steals. So that if I had to say one thing that I do love about the small ball, that's it. Yeah. Um I mean of course this is just my opinion. I think the what you're talking about, them of course pushing the ball I think that has a lot to do with Russell Westbrook because I've seen games where Russ was out and they played a substantially slower game Mm -hmm. so together as a whole I think Russ kind of brings that in and yes like you said if a team wants to go against the Rockets they have to pick up their defense without a doubt definitely now you know speaking of Russell Westbrook first of all I am I So I've been an Oklahoma City Thunder fan for a long time. Mm -hmm. That's going to run out at the end of this season, though, (laughs) because Kevin Durant's my favorite player. So the the way I became an Oklahoma City Thunder fan is I was actually a Seattle uh, Supersonics fan for one year when KD got drafted there. That's so funny. Yes. (laughs) And then they moved to to OKC. So I have been an OKC fan since Kevin Durant was there. And then when he left, and went to the Golden State Warriors, I, I said, I can't jump on that bandwagon. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? Go ahead. I'm going to still be an OKC fan. Wow. I have watched every game the Oklahoma City Thunder has played since, they, since day <laughs> one. 
So I've wa- I watched Russ after Harden left mm-hmm. and after KD left, and I knew what kind of player that he was. I knew what kind of player. I knew the energy that he brought. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. Watching it on TV, watching it two times a year when they come to the Toyota Center, does him no justice to watch him play live and in person every night here. Without a doubt, yeah. Yeah, and so do you think that, well, I don't want to ask you, do you think? I want to say, what have you seen from Russell Westbrook since he's gotten here? Um, Of course, leadership, but... Like I said, it's undeniable. His energy that he brings to the court is just different. And, you know, some players will have a bad game, have a good game. Despite if Russ is having a bad game, having a good game, mm-hmm. he, he's still going to be consistent with that energy. If he's making 12 points and it's the third quarter, he's still going to bring the same energy. Shots just might not be working for him. Yeah. But every game that, he's, every game that I've seen here, Energy, energy, energy. That's one thing I can think of for him. And I have respect because a lot of players can't keep that same energy consistent day in and day out. And he comes here every night, and we see it every night. And like you said, it definitely is different seeing Russell Westbrook in person, live action, rather than just seeing him on TV. There's definitely a difference. There was a tweet that I saw probably a week ago. Um, I don't remember who said it, so I'm so sorry. But they said, if you have not – if you're a true NBA fan and you have not – had the chance to see Russell Westbrook in person, you need mm-hmm. to go see it. Yes. And I could not agree more. <laughs> like, it's really life-changing. His performance on camera and in person is completely different. And I think that him and and Harden, they complement each other so well. And Very even well. On, on tonight, he had 39 points. And, I mean, we just walked out of the locker room not too long ago when he got asked the question about bigger guys switching on him. And he's like... Oh, I love it. Yeah, he was like, I don't care nothing about that. I'm going to go straight through their chest. It doesn't matter. They just, the only thing it is, they're just a little bit taller. Exactly. And he's like, I'm going to go to the basket. I'm going to finish that shit. <laughs> you yeah, know? Exactly. And that's exactly how he plays. He's obviously not small yes. to us, but to the players, yes, he's small, he's scrappy, and it, like I said, he's fearless. It doesn't matter who he goes up against, he's going to get the job done. Whether it ends in a success or a failure, it doesn't matter, but he's going to at least attempt with all he has. And, and I love, well, the one thing I love about him, I've always, I've always loved about him, his heart. And even after the press conference was over, even after we had finished talking to him, I don't know, did you hear him going out of the locker room? Mm-mm, he what? was still talking about, man, can't nobody stop me? I go right. He's like, I go through <laughs> their chest. They not stopping me. And then he hits the door. Ain't nobody stopping me. I love I him. Like, yes, I, I love, love it. it. Yeah. Now, That's definitely what I love most about Westbrook. And he brought that energy tonight. He had 39 points in a loss. James Harden had, you know, he didn't shoot too well from the three. I think James Mm-mm. was two for 13 from the three. But he ended up with a triple-double, 28 points, 10 assists, and 10 rebounds. Yeah. And it was just a really good game. It was a very, very good game. It was a back-and-forth game. I didn't expect, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't expect the Rockets to come on and come, come on the court and blow the Jazz out. Like, yeah. I didn't know that Jordan, like I said, I didn't know that Jordan Clarkson was <laughs> on the Jazz, but I knew that the Jazz have been playing very well mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. They are a playoff team. They're going to be somebody, they're going to be a team that you're going to have to watch out for come the playoffs. So I did not think that the Rockets were going to blow them out. I also didn't think that the Rockets would lose on a heartbreaker oh like that. Oh, my goodness. That was so, crazy. Can you walk me through PJ oh. hitting the shot at 1.6, your emotions, and then uh, Bajanovic 
hitting the game winner. Like we're, where we're sitting right now, we're actually looking right out at where he hit the game winner on James Harden God, and PJ Tucker. I know. I really, I was like, there's no way. I'm recording it, right? So in my head, everything's just like, wow, 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 wow. Like everybody, yeah. the whole, this is the first time I've seen the whole Toyota Center on their feet. Yes. Everybody, the energy's up. So I'm like writing down, trying to record everything. It was crazy to me. So like I said, um, PJ had fouled Donovan, Donovan Mitchell, mm-hmm. which gave him those two free throws that he obviously made, and that put them at 110-111. Um, so in a sense, PJ had to come back down. Like you said, passing the ball, good ball movement, went straight to PJ, and it was like, are you going to do it or yeah. are you not? Yeah. And PJ... <laughs> In the in past uh, games, he hasn't really been that clutch person that we've depended on. Mm-hmm. So seeing him hit that clutch three was amazing. Yes. So he hit that three. It went from one thirteen, uh, well, us one thirteen, then one eleven. And then the most unexpected play I've ever seen happen goes out. Uh, do you know how much time they had left? It was. I think it was like one point six seconds left. It was something ridiculous. Yeah, I think it because PJ hit it and it was one point six. And they were and they were in his face. There's. I still can't believe he made that. James Harden was on his shooting hand. Yes. And PJ Tucker was into his body. <laughs> yes. Gosh, that was amazing to witness. I really did not believe it with my own eyes. I couldn't either. But yes, like I said, I think it was. Yes, he hit it with. It was one point six seconds left on the clock. Yeah, and they got the ball in, and it almost was like he was the he. What it didn't seem like the play was drawn up for him either. I really don't think it was because if you look at his stats, mm-hmm. what did he score? He, two, three points the whole game. He had five points before he hit that game winning <laughs> three to end, to end the game with eight. Yeah, I definitely don't think that play was drawn up for him, but it worked in their favor. So uh, the Utah Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder said on his trust in Bajanovic in the final play. Well, he's easy to trust. The thing about that game and that group is that they trust in each other and they allowed themselves to make substitution substitution situationally. Mike Conley was having a great game. He's not in in the last play. He very well could have been the guy to hit that shot so terrific win. Yeah. I don't I, I'm not gonna even lie to you. I would. I think I would have rather seen Mike Conley take that yeah, shot than Bajanovic. I mean, with the Mike, results. Yeah, Mike Conley or Jordan Clarkson. Yes. And so I'm gonna take you through. Um, this is what I seen. Okay. So the game was tied with 5:27 left on the clock, right? And I turn to the guy who does photography for us, and I tell him, I said, the Rockets are about to go on a 10-0 run. Mm-hmm. Well, they ended up going on a 10-2 run. And that's like you said, they took the lead with 110-109. And then after that, so I'm going to be honest with you. They took the lead. We're standing there because I'm like, okay, well, let me get my stuff so I can get down to the, you know, get down to the uh, press conference room so I can get set set up. So I'm standing there watching and then I was like, okay. So I watch the entire play go through with PJ, right? And I Uh say to myself, Wow. I said, Literally, wow. That's all you can say. So now, and, and, and you probably did the exact same thing as a, as a journalist. In your mind, you're like, what am I going to ask PJ exactly. when he gets in front of the exactly. camera? It's like, that's cool. And so we're standing there, and I said, no, this is not going to happen. <laughs> I seen them. They, they struggled to get the ball in, struggled to get the ball in. And I said, I didn't say this to anybody. I'm just singing to myself, this is the kind of thing that game-winning shots 
you know, top 10 plays on ESPN. It's going to lead every show tomorrow. That's the type of stuff that it's made of because they're having trouble getting the ball in. I'm like, I don't even know if they, I should have. I don't even know if they had a timeout left. I don't know that. I don't think so. And so the he's struggling to get the ball in. Then he gets the ball in. And when he takes the shot, I was like, there's no, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't think he was going to hit it. There's no possible way because I'm like, you got two people on him, PJ exactly. and James. And when it went in, I was just like, and the crowd was just, all that energy you talked about earlier yes. went away. Yes. And did you hear what PJ said in the press conference? He's like, I knew the ball was going in. He said, I knew. That's, that's what he said when uh, the first question that was asked Oh, him. is that what it was? And that's, what he, that's why he cut him off. Because oh. he's like, when he was about to ask him about mm-hmm. the shot, he's like, no, I knew it was in. He said, I, I, he's like, how did you know? He's like, I knew when it left his hands, it was a, a good shot. He's like, as a shooter, he yeah. says, as a shooter, as a basketball player, you just know. How do the Rockets rebound from that heartbreaking shot on Tuesday against one of the best teams in the NBA in the Boston Celtics? Oh, I don't know. That one's definitely going to be tough. They're definitely going to I don't oh, see I don't know with the Rockets right now. It's so hard cuz you nothing is like predictable with them. Mm-hmm. Because like we saw them Fresh off of the Capella trade, win against the amazing win against the Lakers, mm-hmm. come back in terrible loss to the Phoenix Suns, mm-hmm. and then now, I mean, I honestly thought we were going to win that one. They played a really good game, but who's to say the next game they won't come back with the same energy? Like uh, D'Antoni said, the energy, the uh, la- the shift of energy, mm-hmm. he said was one of his concerns, and I feel like that's a big concern as a team entirely is just the sh- the energy uh, shifts. Yeah. It- and like I said earlier, you got a team coming in here that consists of Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, mm. Marcus Smart. Like, just those three players alone can match up with Harden, Westbrook, yeah. and Covington. Then Marcus Smart plays defense like no other. Exactly. And I think it's definitely going to be a tough game because the Rockets depend so much on their successes from James and Russ. Mm-hmm. They let that override their failures on defense. Mm-hmm. And it's like this game against the Celtics, they're going to have to play both sides of the ball very well. Yeah, the 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 only thing that – the, 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 the last thing that I'll say about tonight's game, the only takeaway is these are the type of games that will come back and bite you in the butt when it's time for playoff seedings. Oh, exactly. You remember last year, they all they had to do was beat the Oklahoma City Thunder, mm-hmm. and they would have, you know, moved another another notch up, exactly. and they would have avoided playing the Golden Easier. State Warriors. Exactly. And they lost that game. As a matter of fact, I think they lost it on the game-winning shot to the Oklahoma City Thunder, the last game of the season. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and, I think you're right. Yeah, and Oklahoma City was, what, playing for, like, they they were, like, in the eighth seed or yeah. something like that? I, I mean, I don't even remember what they what they were, but they lost that game on the last shot, mm-hmm. and that loss changed, the, like I said, the whole complexity the whole of the playoffs and put them in a whole nother bracket to make them have to face the Golden State Warriors in the second round. Exactly. Games like this, and I'm not going to say that the Rockets, like I said earlier, I don't think that the Rockets should have blew them out. But they had a, a big enough lead that they should have stayed consistent. And that's why I think, like I said, that's why I think that when James Harden gets the fifth foul, mm-hmm. now he has to watch how he drives to the basket. Exactly. You know, especially when we got a guy, you know, a guy in James Harden who, like over the last 10 or 15 games, I'm gonna put it like this. This is this is old school Oklahoma City Thunder 
James Harden. Yes, yes, it is. Before he started, you know, before he became, you know, great at shooting a three-pointer, mm-hmm. when he was with OKC, when it was him, Russ, and KD, yeah. that was his game. Definitely. That's Getting to today. the basket, yes. mid-range. When I seen him hit the mid-range shot tonight, I was like, am I I'm making sure that I'm not an exactly. OKC? Exactly. I was looking down, and the guy next to me, I was like, was that James? <laughs> <laughs> And he was like, yep, that was. I was like, wow. Yeah, definitely getting back to his old ways. Well, I thank you for taking the time after the game. I mean, we see the people that's cleaning up. We're probably we're probably the only. No, I guarantee you that the gang that I sit with in the back, yes. they're still here. Um, because you do know the other night we were here to like 1.30 in the morning last Tuesday. I think it was, no, last Thursday. When I saw y'all? trade yeah for the trade wow, yeah oh yeah yeah we was we stayed here a long time so i Goodness. guarantee they're probably in the you know what they're in the back discussing right now i guarantee i will bet you <laughs> i will bet you a 10 to 15 dollar meal from chick-fil-a which is now just a chick-fil-a sandwich you can't even get a meal right that's like 25 dollars for the meal but i guarantee you they're in the back talking about the buyout market and who is going to be available once the, the con- all the contracts are bought out. Yeah, and that's what everybody's wondering at this point. And I wonder if the Rockets will be able to to pick somebody up. Hold on. Did you even know Courtney Lee was still in the league? No. <laughs> what? He, he's getting bought out here soon. I don't know who he plays for. Wow. I just heard them talking about it. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of surprises from, yeah, and so, from the trade. But like I said, I want to thank you for you know taking time to jump on this podcast with me. Tell the people where they can find you. Um, well, you can find me, like I said, um, Instagram, D-R-E-G-R-E-G-G. I'm not really too savvy with any other outlets, so that's about it. You're not on Twitter yet? I am, but I mean, I would just, I favor Instagram a lot more. I don't really post much on Twitter. I do that more. I read a lot on Twitter. Yeah. I don't post much, so I really wouldn't. Isn't it weird we get all our news from Twitter? Yes. <laughs> yes. No. Yes. Right? The Twitter's like, that is like, when I want to find out something, I'll be like, let me go on Twitter, exactly. see if anybody posts. Also, you must have a non-confrontational spirit because people who don't have a Twitter account are non-confrontational. That's me to a T. <laughs> I'm not confrontational. If you ask anybody I know, that's so funny you just said that. Uh, because, that's me. Because <laughs> on Twitter, you got to be confrontational and sarcastic yeah. you gotta have like the range of it i i guarantee you that twitter has caused so many mental health issues since <laughs> its inception because you're on there you're like you're happy one time you're smiling like oh that's cute and then you're like what you Whoa, just say about the right records? right what you know? and you know what's so funny so my editor when i submit stories uh-huh um, so I think one of the first stories I ever submitted, he was like, oh, hey, just changed it a bit at the end to leave it open for conversation. Wow. And I was like, no, like, I hate that. Like, no, like, have him take the conversation elsewhere. Yeah. And then so, like, just two days ago, he was like, hey, like, you're going to need to leave your stories open for more uh, conversation. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you right now, it's, and Twitter is not for the faint at heart. It's like, not at all. Neither, it, I feel like sports fans and any sports fan comments is not for the faint at heart right they're ruthless yeah because like if you were on twitter and you put up how you broke your foot they'll be like like you'll get like three or four comments that's like oh <laughs> and then you'll get like like five or six other comments like well are you single because i'll come over and help you take care of your foot <laughs> yeah. and then you'll get like 10 to 20 of 
well, what was you doing outside with the dog anyway? Right. Like, what? Oh, you're such a bad dog, mom. I what know. are you doing out walking the dog? Let the dog pee in the house. What? <laughs> the sort of world is unexpected, yes. <laughs> exactly. Well, once again, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm out. <laughs>